When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Have you ever wondered what it's like to be buried in an avalanche? Weird foreign feeling of despair. Or how it feels to crash a skydive? I remember hearing a thud, feeling my body hit the ground. Or how you would react if you were being attacked by an alligator? At the end of my leg is this huge alligator head on my leg. These are the stories you'll hear on the podcast called What Was That Like? True stories told by the actual person who went through it. You'll hear from a victim of an attack. Dragging me into the bathroom and saying, I'm going to kill you, now you're going to die. You'll hear from a man who discovered a baby. How could this be? How could there be a baby on the ground? And you'll hear actual 911 calls. Plinky County 911, there's a man at my back door. He's trying to get in. What Was That Like is a podcast about real people in unreal situations. Search for What Was That Like on any podcast app or at What Was That Like. Do you want to know what it's like to hang out with MS-13 in El Salvador? How the Russian mafia fought battles all over Brooklyn in the 1990s? Or what about that time I got lost in the Burmese jungle hunting the world's biggest meth lab? Or why the Japanese Yakuza have all those crazy dragon tattoos? I'm Sean Williams. And I'm Danny Gold. And we're the hosts of the Underworld Podcast. We're journalists that have traveled all over, reporting on dangerous people and places. And every week, we'll be bringing you a new story about organized crime from all over the world. We know this stuff because we've been there, we've seen it, and we've got the near misses and embarrassing tales to go with it. We'll mix in reporting with our own experiences in the field, and we'll throw in some bad jokes while we're at it. The Underworld Podcast explores the criminal underworlds that affect all of our lives, whether we know it or not. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Richard Serrett's Strange Planet. Following the truth wherever it leads. Exposing evil and corruption and the secret machinations of powerful elites. Revealing the high strangeness beneath the surface of our supposed reality. Coming to you from the Great White North and his studio beneath the stairs. Here's Richard. Welcome once again to another episode of Strange Planet. Thanks, as always, for sticking me in your ear. And if you'd like to get deeper into Strange Planet, you might want to consider becoming a premium subscriber. It's real easy to do. You can click the link in the episode description, strangeplanet.supportingcast.fm, strangeplanet.supportingcast.fm. There are three monthly tiers or programs to choose from. You gain access to commercial-free listening, You get bonus episodes, a subscription to my monthly newsletter, Inner Sanctum, discounts on Strange Planet merchandise, and more. Strangeplanet.supportingcast.fm. All right. On this episode, we're going to get into uh, the New World Order, uh, decoding Revelation, Ancient Babylon, the Mark of the Beast, uh, you know, just another day at the office here on Strange Planet. And uh, it's a great pleasure to welcome back. It's been quite a while since Rex Bear was on the program, and Rex's motto is, be the change you want to see. I like that. He's a lone wolf with a non-assimilated mind, a seeker of truth, knowledge, and experience, 
having worked almost 100 different positions in the workplace before starting Leak Project. From construction to corporate America, he's learned a little bit about a lot and has had a tough time fitting in the controlled matrix of illusion. I can uh, relate. So he started Leak Project. Decades of research into religions, mythology, scriptures, hermetics, media programming, mass mind control, politics, and breaking technologies. Leak Project was created to offer awareness and information not found in the mainstream news. With over 90% of the world's media controlled by only six enormous conglomerates, many people are looking for more accurate information. And Rex offers a refreshing approach to the brain drain media. Daily podcasts and the cutting edge in news, current events on scene with video footage, interviews, and information. Again, be the change you want to see. Rex Bear, welcome back to Strange Planet. How are you? Great. How the heck are you doing? I'm very well. It's been yes. it's been too long, and that's my fault entirely. I think the last time I had you on, the, the podcast was still called Conspiracy Unlimited. Um, mm -hmm. So what have you been up to in the, uh, let's see, what has it been? Probably four years, four years, maybe more. Yeah, it's been like four years and it's gone by in four months. I mean, it's just flying. And I guess it means we're having fun because I'm just looking back at that and how much has happened since then. And it's really quite fascinating. And I I learned it all from watching you, man. So thank huh. you. Thank you for the intro. Um, I, I think your work is great as well. And um, in many ways, we're probably cut from the same cloth because clearly you're sharing information and news and views that a lot of the mainstream doesn't really talk about. But when they do, they've got, I'm sure, their own agendas to present. So I've I've been following you for years and I'm, I I continue to follow you. So thank you for the opportunity. I think that this is going to be a, an awesome podcast. I'm looking forward to it. Well, thank you. So it was pre-COVID when we talked. Would mm -hmm. Would you say that it is fair to suggest that um, pre-COVID, the pre-COVID world, and then what happened after COVID, it's it's on the same track as sort of pre-9-11 and what transpired after as a result of 9-11? It's exactly what I was thinking in my head before you said that when you brought up the after COVID, pre-COVID. If we go back to pre-9-11, 2001 life was completely different at least here in america i mean it was uh much more relaxed it wasn't as i don't know it's it's changed to you know see something say something got that mindset constantly where you've always got to be worried about the next event that's going to unfold and if we really look at the the agendas behind these big events oftentimes what it appears to be and some of the the groups associated it's like well wait a second that's that's not most people that's just a very select group and they're the ones saying oh we gotta see something say something meanwhile they're running amok and it's it's quite fascinating and i think a lot of it actually goes back to even the the biblical and pre-biblical times. so that's why when when i bring up ancient sumerian stuff in ancient babylon uh it definitely connects to what's going on now and it definitely connects to what was in in the bible and some of these scriptures and revelation even as just one example is a scripture that is decoded not just by christianity but by many mystery schools and many freemasons i'm not a freemason but i know a lot of people that are and i have nothing but respect for them um but a lot of those certain like ceremonies that they get to to get to the 32nd degree and a lot of the teachings that they have and the symbols, 
Um, it, it's quite remarkable how you'll find that in Revelation and in a lot of ancient scriptures. And there's this disconnect because I've noticed through the research that I have done, a lot of people will kind of point fingers. You know, that um, if you're a certain religion, you'll point the finger towards another religion. Or if you aren't a part of a mystery school, you'll blame the mystery school. Or, you know, it's so it's like us against them. It's this this or that kind of thing. And I, I'm not I don't believe that. I think there's it's a much more intricate sis, uh, system that there are a select group of people that are controlling the majority of the show. But once we start to see that, like the game plan, it's very evident and I can see it plain as day. I mean, I've, I've, it's one of the things that I've been kind of born with is this intuition. And if you go back and look at some of the forecasts I was making 12 years ago publicly in blogs, a lot of that stuff has been unfolding for since then. But I mean, it's really been unfolding the past few years and after COVID uh, and right before and with some of the smart cities and the integration of the nanotechnologies, et cetera. Like you can actually go back and see these posts that I was doing and it's, it's very prophetic and you might have this as well, where you have a lot of synchronicity. Do you get that a lot? Uh, more and more. If you're paying attention. Yeah. Most of us, yeah. it happens to most of us, but most of us don't pay attention and it just kind of flits by and, and washes over our consciousness. But when it starts to happen more frequently, you start to take notice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it seems like since the inception of Leak Project, the the amount of synchronistic moments it's a daily occurrence now. It actually it's it's happening so much that I would be more surprised if it wasn't happening. Give me an example. And, tell me, tell me some. Well, uh, September eighteenth, I did a podcast where I was showing some uh, photographs, or not photographs. I was showing some. Uh, there are these Illuminati cards that came out in nineteen ninety five called the Illuminati playing card game. New World Order by Steve Jackson Games. It's a playing card game, actually. And it was inspired by a trilogy of books that came out in the late 70s, the Illuminatus trilogy set. And Steve Jackson Games comes out with these cards in the 90s. And I've got a set of the cards. And I showed one of the cards um, being the uh, five-year plan, the five-year plan card. And if you look at the five-year plan, the I just read an article yesterday that in Newsweek describing the five-year plan, they said it specifically the five-year plan rolled out by the CCP to integrate a smart city system, which is basically what I was talking about mm. in this live action role play that I was doing with these playing cards. And you know, two weeks later, you have something describing it per verbatim. Um, another example, just off the top of my head, last year I did a podcast on, I was, I was joking around, but I was talking about cats, uh, being uh, Anunnaki spies. And I'm like, yeah, they're they're not allowed in the White House. And then my friend sends me a uh, news article the next day saying, first cat allowed in the White House. And I thought that was kind of funny. Just kind of stuff like that. Um, I went out to, I, I found some ancient ruins in off of the, off of this small street by the four corners that something led me to there. When I get there, there's this uh, not a hawk, but a, a raptor just sitting there waiting for me that looked like the raptor that would be on Horus. And previous to that, I went out to the Iris Temple in the Grand Canyon, and I had an experience out there um, as I was leaving that was so magical that I'm still hesitant to talk about it because I think that people would probably, they're either going to say, Rex, you're crazy, that didn't happen, or they're going to be like, whoa, that was definitely meant to happen for you. But there's just stuff like that on a daily basis. Um, another example, Revelation 13. I decoded Revelation 13. It just came to me one day, uh, a couple of weeks, a few weeks ago, to like just 
I was having a rough day and I was kind of feeling sorry for myself. And then, you know, I'm like, knock it off. You know, and I get home and I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of processing my day. And I've got this big whiteboard where I'll decode a lot of stuff sometimes and write stuff out. And then all, all, all of a sudden, just this vision came to me, like, you know, Revelation 13, read it, decode it. And I went and I read it and I decoded it line per line, like line by line. And then as I got done decoding it, there was a song that came on uh, that actually, so I'm decoding Revelation 13. And a lot of Revelation 13 is the Persian War, the first war that took place, as well as uh, the Iraq War. Mm-hmm. And you can even look at the dates and I've got all that um, in there. And so I'm I'm decoding all this and I'm writing out as I'm almost done. And remember, most of this is geared towards the Persian War, the Persian Gulf War, the first one and the second one, and then the speech that George Bush Sr. gives to the nation about the New World Order. Uh, you know, he addresses the nation, and then uh, then a twelve days of light. What's that? A thousand points of light. A thousand points of light. Oh, that's another one of the uh, Illuminati cards, isn't it? That's, oh, a, yes. that's an Illuminati. That's an NWO card, actually, that you said that. Uh, so anyway, yeah, January something, January. Uh, I've got the dates. It was in 1991. And that's when they're describing Revelation 13.1. And then I and I, and I scroll it all down. I get done. And then the song comes on. I'm, I'm listening to Pandora. And the song comes on as I'm finishing up. And in this song, it takes exact lyrics that George Bush Sr., President George Bush Sr. said, when they went to war, when they declared war, those lyrics were in that song as I was finishing up describing what was happening in, in the, the Middle East. It was just like, okay, there's something going on here. You know, this is this is more than meets the eye kind of stuff for sure. And I, I think a lot of it has to do with the seeking and, and, and searching for what is really going on. It's like, I, I'm so far out of the mainstream now that just a few weeks ago when I was like, wow, man, you know, the markets are really tough right now. It's tough to to pay the bills doing this, only this, right? Especially if you're, if you're not working for somebody else. I mean, if you're doing it all yourself. And I was like, man, what else could I do? And I started thinking about it. And I just like, there's no way I could even go back to that now. I'm so unplugged from that. I would have to build a hut out in the woods or something <laughs> just do I, podcasts. Yeah, I feel the same way. I'm, I'm, I tell people, uh, I'm virtually unhirable, un- yeah. unemployable and that's fine, but it shouldn't be that way. Right. Cause I mean, think no. of all that you've learned along the way mm-hmm. and yeah. where you're at and all the people you've talked to. So it's like, you're, you've unplugged from the matrix so much that you're so truly un- awake that you, if you went back into the nine to five or nine to nine lifestyle, You'd be unplugging people while you're at work, and they'd be like, "We can't have that. You you need to stop. You're upsetting such and yeah. such." Well, like, oh, sorry about that. We were talking nine eleven and COVID, and yeah, and I I started in radio just before nine eleven, and then when nine eleven happened, and I had my own show, it took over my show, and I talked about almost ex- nothing else exclusively every week, and right, and now and then you know there were a lot of naysayers out there, and it took a lot of flack, and now. Uh, I'm, I'm on the radio talking about COVID and the vaccines and the mask mandates and all, you know, the VAERS reports and talking with Edward Dowd about excess, all the excess deaths and so forth. And instead of, you know, getting a lot of people throwing rocks, it's like, yeah, I think you're, I think you might be onto something. Like I, I get the sense that there is really now since COVID a huge 
awakening. And you know, that old saying, what is it? It only takes like 3% of, of people to, you know, to like mm -hmm. start a, a revolution or whatever. Yeah. I think, I think we're there or approaching, you know, that great awakening. What are your thoughts? Well, I mean, that same thing happened with 9-11, right? People started to wake up and then you had all these Not enough people though. Uh, yeah, clearly, clearly not enough. But there were a lot of people that were that were questioning and still mm -hmm. to this day. So it yeah. just seems like people get complacent and people go back to that mindset of, okay, I got I got I got bills and issues. I got to take care of the family and I don't have time to take on these uh, you know, responsibilities of under like it's easier for people not to to know. Sure. Like, okay, that steak is great in the matrix. Plug me back in. Cause if you unplug me, I'm going to have to eat this porridge and it's not my style, but that's, they're literally at the point now. I mean, they do want to upload our brains to the cloud. They do want to have complete control and assimilation of everything. And this is, this is another thing that's really interesting. So I don't look at revelations the way most people do. I look at it as a playbook and as a cyclical timeline and, and not as a Christian doctrine or as, cause, cause I am agnostic, meaning I don't know, but I also truly believe there's something much higher than myself and divine consciousness that is, you know, I guess you could say we're in the mind of the divine, but I don't look at it in the way that these scriptures do. But I do see revelation as a playbook because especially when you read it and you see a lot of things that are unfolding now, you can connect it just almost perfectly. Now you can say that these events have taken place in the past also, because some of these events have taken place in the past. So it's a cyclical thing. Yes. It's not like it's a yeah, you know, a one shop stop, but September 23rd, 2017 was a big date in the skies when it describes the, you know, this woman giving birth, uh, and, and then having to run away from the dragon and the dragon chases her for a certain amount of days. And she has to, you know, she's given these wings of an Eagle and she flies away. And then, and then the, the serpent releases this flood basically, you know what that flood that it's describing? I think it's talking about the flood that just took place in Libya. Ah, interesting, interesting. And, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you why because because if you go to Revelation twelve and you read it and it describes how this this lady um, basically gives birth and then to somebody that's going to rule with an with an iron scepter and it's when when this date takes place you can connect it perfectly with Virgo and the planet and the planets where they're aligned it's it's identical to Revelation um 12 so that's the starting point but see I, i'm looking at this as above so below so right. yes it's taking place in the heavens but also yeah astrotheology I, I i'm fascinated with it Micah Dank's a, a huge mm -hmm. uh inspiration with the astrotheology and so if we take that, that's a sign, right? That's a major sign. And what if it's so below as well? So what if somebody was born that day that will rule? And 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 what if there was a woman that had to run and hide? And and but it's described in metaphor. And so I just when I read that, and I was like, Eagle, huh? Eagle, Libya, Libya. And so I looked up Libya and the the motto of Libya when Gaddafi took power, they made it the eagle of uh it was the eagle of i wrote it down here mm -hmm. it's eagle of sardinia or something along those lines and so then there was that huge flood that just took place and and uh could be over ten thousand people um died in that event and there's only like 80 or ninety thousand people out there there's not a lot of people out there so i'm wondering if that has something to do with just a, just another example of that event 
Um, but then the another like Revelation 144,000, right? If you read Revelation 7, 3, it describes how that there's the, those that are sealed. And there's only 144,000 people that are going to be saved. And then you've got right. the Jehovah Witnesses that are going around saying that there's only 144,000 that are going to be saved. And there's all these different ideas of 144,000. But if you actually, and you can scientifically prove this, if you take every chakra in your body, and if it's uh, if you add all the petals of your chakras, and you can actually use a curling camera to take a photograph of chakras and see these chakras. The ancients could see these as well. And if you add all the petals of all the chakras, uh, the six, you've got a total of seven, and the top one is above your head. You, you add up the first six, you add up all the petals, you get uh, 144. And then the top, pet the, the top chakra is 1,000 petals. And so you take the 144, you times that by the top chakra, which is a thousand, you now have 144,000. And that's meaning, describing meaning what? what, what's, what's that? Meaning what? Like the chakras. Okay. Right? So, so meaning that if you activate all of your chakras completely to the fullest, mm -hmm. you are now a light body. You like, you are, you are evolving. You are a higher level of consciousness you can do basically i i think if you could activate all your chakras to the fullest potential you could leave like, like you the could transfiguration be like the transfiguration 100 yeah. just like christ uh is described as doing and yeah uh I, i'm not even sure that the revel the description of jesus and the resurrection of jesus in the bible is more than mythology and astro theology or if that actually took place the way that it's described but if there is a way to go into the light body, I believe that that would be through actually activating all of your chakras to their fullest potential. Now, I've had photographs of myself taken with curly and cameras. And when I've done it in the past, like it was just I was stuck in the root chakra. The entire can the entire photograph was this dark burgundy. Mm -hmm. And that's what your root chakra is. And then my friend had hers done and you could actually see. It wasn't perfect, but you could see some of the different chakras going up the, the body in much more detail and the different colors that were connected to those chakras. So you read through these scriptures and then you look at the events that are taking place today. And then you look at the new world order per se, and the way that it seems they're using it as a script almost right? and coming up with their own way of saying, well, we've made this pass. So now, now it's time, you know, they're, they're literally trying to bring something back. Well, you, I know you say you're an agnostic, but do you, do you subscribe to something like an antichrist system? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, when you say antichrist, what, what would your definition of that be like an antichrist system? Uh, well, the antichrist, uh, being, um, you know, like the, the way that John the Baptist was say the forerunner of, of the Messiah, the antichrist is kind of the, the, the forerunner of of Lucifer or Satan. He's representative here, uh, you know, um, and the antichrist system would be um, implementing this plan, this, you call it a cyclical plan, this plan to bring about um, the rise of the antichrist, the, uh, you know, the final, well, it doesn't end well for the antichrist, but this final battle between good and evil, sort of paving the way for the, for the, the second coming and so forth. But the antichrist system could involve things like you know the mark of the beast and and uh, uh, you know f uh, forcing millions and millions of Christians to either take the mark or face the guillotine. Mm -hmm. uh, some people or go to the camps, right? Exactly. Camps are off with your head. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was warned, man. See, I mean, I've been warned about this pretty much 
since I was a teenager, which is interesting because my parents never really talked to me about this kind of stuff, but outside influences have been warning me about the mark of the beast and revelation. And it's interesting how these events have taken place the way that they have. And so, yes, there. Okay. So the antichrist to me, I'm thinking of the death, like I'm, I'm the, the verbiage, the definition. So Christ, what is the Christ to me? The Christ is like this basically connection to the divine, right? It's, it's like this, this, this divine consciousness where you are, you're connecting with you're, you're hitting all cylinders, basically, metaphorically speaking. So I don't know. Uh, I, I would say the antichrist would be the opposite of that. Something that would want to suppress you and keep you here, not let you evolve. Like you, right. this is it. You're stuck here. Now, this is where you're going to be. And you're just going to keep coming back as this. And I'm going to control you like an, like a battery and you're my battery to feed me now. Right. Like and, the, the Gnostics referred, I guess those were the archons for the Gnostics, right? Yeah. Yeah. And the archons, and I, you know, I've, I've been studying the archons, the Gnostic stuff now for over 10 years. I've read through the Nakamati scriptures many times in the secret book of John. And a lot of people have these interpretations that the archons are these parasites and a lot. And then there's all these different definitions of what the archons are. Well, first of all, I'm not saying those things don't exist because I'm sure that they do or pretty sure that they do. But the archons in the secret book of John, the way that that's described, I have a completely different interpretation on that than most. And when I describe that to people, uh, they're like, oh, I get it now. So y'all, the Bayoth is the chief archon, right? The, the, um, the, the greatest archon that is created. And then y'all, the Bayoth creates other archons in his image. He's a jealous God. He's created from Sophia. So the divine feminine creates him, but she doesn't get the masculine's permission. So then, you know, y'all the Baoth is created with this great power, but he's 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 different. So she's nervous that her the eons are going to find out and the other rulers are going to find out. So she hides him away, right? I mean, imagine that was you. Imagine something creates you to be the supreme being. And then it's like, oh, <laughs> uh, oops, I'm going to hide you away. So then... Y'all, the Baoth's like, wow, you know, look, I could do whatever I want. And then the story goes on that Y'all, the Baoth creates other archons, and then they see this divine being in the light. So they create Adam, and then they create Adam out of matter. But here's where it gets interesting. It, the numerology associated with when the archons create Adam in the physical, it describes how 365 demons and angels create the body of Adam. It describes each body part in this and then it says the mother of all demons is named matter. Mm. So that, I mean, wow, wait, that's the mother of all demons is named matter. Wait a second. I'm made up of matter. All lives matter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so then you have to ask yourself, oh, 365, there's 365 days in the year. And then the way the, the new, the numbers that are connected to, this description of the archons and the creation of, of matter and Adam and Eve and all that. It's almost as if y'all, the Baoth is like the solar system. And then you take the, the verbiage of the solar system, solar system, our soul system. Is this a system designed to capture souls? And then it's really not outside of the boundaries to think about a type two, type three civilization that could harness an entire solar system and then realize the most powerful uh, beings in the universe, well, they could harness the energy off of them and kind of suppress them and put them in a meat suit 
and then have them come back over and over and over again based upon the karmic principles that they embed into their minds through religions and ideologies and wars and and there's so many different i think that they've been doing this for a lot longer than most people um would expect they're probably this has probably happened multiple times they seem to have been manip when i say they is it the Anunnaki or is it some, you know, what, what are the Anunnaki? And I'm not referring to even Zachariah Sitchin's interpretations of the Anunnaki, which is, so I've read a little bit of his work. Some of it's fascinating. I don't agree with all of it, but what's really unsettling is how many people, if you bring up the Anunnaki will automatically say you're, you know, Oh, well, Zachariah Sitchin has hmm. nothing to do with Zachariah Sitchin. He came long after and, and did his own interpretations, but there's this one tab. There's this one tablet. That's about 5,500 years old, pre-biblical, and it's titled Enki and Ninma. Enki and Ninma. Enki and Ninma are making people to do the work for the gods in this ancient tablet. And they're making mistakes along the way. Uh, some of the people they make can't stand upright. Some of them don't have a gender. The, my favorite part was when uh, I think it was Enki, he creates, they said, he creates an idiot. And, and then, then Ninma was like, well, what do we do with the idiot that you just created? And Enki's like, well, let's give this one to the king. And I was like, <laughs> That's where politicians came from. <laughs> yeah. I, I get it now. So the the ancient mythologies, like the astro theology associated with the Babylonian stuff, is spot on. I mean, there there will there are constantly these connections with the zodiac, and they would build around the zodiac. And so you have to ask yourself why? Why were they so fascinated with the zodiac? So as fascinating as astro theology is, that's one component to a multi level series of information it's like that's one of the signs or tools we can use to understand a key of the universe and then you study hermetics and it describes how there's fractals throughout the universe so we can look at the fractals throughout the universe and we can look at the zodiac and we can we can kind of meditate on it i guess and and we can get these really cool information sets that seem to come to us in a way that's spiritual. And so it seems to me, let's, let's go back to Enki and Ninma though. Let's go back to this for a minute. So it seems like we have constantly been human beings manipulated or genetically modified or changed throughout the ages. And it seems to me that these new modifiers that they're offering half of the population, basically almost they're doing beta tests. And they're saying, okay, well, what if we do this? Well, let's try this. Well, let's give these people that. Let's let's give them a little more of this. But they've also, and I was just um, reading specifically from scientific, uh, from a very interesting scientific paper about how they've got these nanonucleides and these nanotechnologies in specific modifiers that you can then, you, you can um, go through a scanner or be tested to see if you've had it right they're like okay well that person had it that person didn't that person's on their third you know modifier that person's had four and then they can link it back to the specific batch number and they can see exactly what was put in that batch but it's also connecting to the internet of all things it's connecting to these smart cities and these smart grids to track everything in real time so that okay well here's uh, if you want to go to the store, if you want to, you know, take money out of your bank, you, you're going to have to follow these rules and then they can implement social credit scores on you. And then, you know, I was reading about the, what the CCP is doing 
where, as I was talking about earlier, the five-year plan, they're creating city computers. And these city computers that they're creating are using, they, they want to use artificial general intelligence, not just artificial intelligence. Artificial intelligence is just, you know, it's just using data sets. It's taking the right. data that's presented and, it's, and it's, it's giving you the answer. Whereas artificial general intelligence actually thinks for itself. And so now you're making city city brains to run everything. And guess what they were boasting about these city brains? Well, we're going to give its core values, socialistic core values. Now, I mean, everybody's got their own interpretation of socialist, right? But this is from the CCP. <laughs> this is their core values. And so imagine a supercomputer sentient system that's linked to almost everything real time in a digital world that is wanting everybody else to have those core values and then it could decide, well, that person's a threat score of a five. That person's a threat score of a zero. That person always does what they're told. Just let them, oh, that person never listens. We need to put them up on the list. You're going to have to go run out in the hills and live in the woods. And see, that's if you can cut your own wood, if you can make your own shelter, if you can filter your own water, if you can grow your own food, they don't want that. Well, that's what um, Emerson wrote about. What was the... Um his, his um, line about um, um, how society conspires against the individual. What they want yeah. is your, what they, what they want is your compliance. What they hate is self-reliance. That was from his essay on self-reliance. Emerson talking about the conspiracy against the individual. Um, we'll take a quick time out. Rex Baer stays with us from the leak project back with more in a moment. I'm Andrew Gold, a fallen BBC journalist interviewing the heretics and rebels brave enough to speak out against mainstream narratives. Here's Coleman Hughes, John Ronson, and the Trigonometry podcast guys bringing controversy to the fore. How'd you feel if a person of a different race moved in next door? I spent a while with a politically correct faction of the Ku Klux Klan. The system punishes people for wrong think. It's heartbreaking. Here's My Unorthodox Life Netflix star Julia Hart on getting out of a Hasidic Jewish cult. Why can't I be okay with being silent and subservient? Everyone else is. And biologist Richard Dawkins on trans activism. It's perfectly legitimate to say, I am a man, but I feel feminine. But to then say, therefore I am a woman, is just a betrayal of language. Now it's your turn rebel against the mainstream and find a home in this sensible alternative space by subscribing to Heretics Podcast. Overwhelmed by investing? If you're anything like us, the hardest part is getting started. That's why we created the Investing for Beginners podcast. Our goal is to help simplify money so it can work for you. We invite guests to demystify investing. At least try to be setting aside like the minimum 10% into the 401k. I'll teach you the basics of the market. Yeah, I think compound interest should be at the start of any discussion about investing. And We've had investment professionals who teach in a simple way. A valuation-driven bear market. You know, we, we haven't really seen yet, and I think everyone's thinking about it, but we haven't really seen yet. Our Q&A episodes feature questions from listeners just like you. So what do you think about the situation with ETBI, which is Activision? I'm Dave Ahern. And I'm Andrew Sather. And we hope you join us on the Investing for Beginners podcast. On the Investing for Beginners podcast. We all enjoy a little mystery. Every other week, one strange thing presents forgotten stories from America's newspaper archives. 
They all have something in common, a single element that can't quite be explained. Join us on One Strange Thing, and you'll hear about a man who was literally stricken with genius. A 21st century child who remembered piloting a World War II bomber. A mysterious, unidentifiable blob in Texas. And then there was the lizard man stalking through small town South Carolina. From cryptids and disappearances to modern day miracles, one strange thing brings you stories that are very real and just a little otherworldly. Subscribe now, wherever you listen. This is Richard Serrett's Strange Planet. Follow Richard on Twitter at Richard Serrett. For show information, visit the website strangeplanet.ca. Rex Bear is here from The Leak Project. Tell us about The Leak Project. Yeah, so Leak Project started out of my garage, San Antonio, several years ago. And, um, you know, I've been talking about this kind of stuff through all the different careers that I've had anyway. So I figured I'd do it online and it just really took off and connected with a lot of people. And then I was able to do my own research and basically get paid for it. And so thought, great, let's change some lives and let's see if I can break out of the matrix and help other people break out of the matrix one mind at a time. So that's YouTube. Are they leaving you alone on YouTube? What's well, I mean, yeah, but I, you know, I follow, I, I, do what I need to do. You know, I, I make sure that I don't upload anything that's not compliant. I, you know, I make sure to talk about stuff that is okay to talk about on there. And if if they're not going to let you talk about it, then I'll just avoid it comp- and talk about it somewhere else. Right? There's other platforms, mm-hmm. um, but it it is interesting because YouTube is so awesome in so many ways, man. And it got so big so fast. And I think that what happened was in the elections, the first you know elections with President Trump. They saw how effective social media could be. When I say they, I'm like talking kind of like the deep state and amongst other organizations. And they're like, wait a second, we can't have this. We can't have people out of their garage getting 5 million views. No, we've got $10 million studios that are only getting 100,000 views. What are we going to do? That's it. Is that why they're going after Russell Brand? You know, Russell Brand's a trip, man, because... A lot of people are now saying that he's Illuminati and and WEF because there's a photo of him hugging somebody that was connected to the WEF. And I I don't know, man. I He's talking about stuff that yeah. people want to hear about. So I applaud him for that. And I don't know who he's connected with. I don't know if that photo was just, you know, I don't know. So I'm not going to go after well, he the guy. Red, I actually, he was a pretty liberal guy. guy. He got red-pilled. You know, he got red pilled and then there's a uh, like a whole transformation with that guy. But now, I mean, I just find it coincidental that like within the span of a week, um, you have figures like Elon Musk, Tim Ballard uh, from, you know, Sound of Freedom based on his life story. And then you've got Russell Brand, as you say, speaking out against um, the New World Order. Uh, Elon Musk, of course, you know, um, providing this platform that is really exposing a lot of the the nonsense that's going on and all three of them being targeted musk for uh like a uh, uh being f- investigated by the feds for misappropriation of corporate funds or something russell brand now being accused of rape tim ballard now being accused of sexual impropriety while he was out trying to free children from sex traffickers it's just it's interesting it's all happening in the space of a week 
Oh, I didn't hear about that with Russell Brand. I just had seen some videos lately, you know, and questioning whether or not he had an allegiance with somebody with the WEF. Um, you know, if you're in, first of all, if you're in Hollywood or in certain industries, you're going to meet a lot of people and, you know, that have a lot of money and influence and you may not know exactly who they are at the time. And then you may make friends with somebody and then you may find out later, like, wait a second, you know, I don't want to be friends with that person. So, um, I also think to myself, I'll bet you a lot of these people have been red pilled, but how do you, how do you know? Cause so many times there's been these hoodwink situations where, you know, you're really rooting for somebody and, and then you find out there, it's just, you know, uh, a, a crapshoot. So I think people have been lied to so much. They're questioning everything, but at the same time, they're, you got to have an open mind. Because if you don't have an open mind, your brain doesn't work. But if it's so open, your brain falls out on the sidewalk. Yeah. And information has been weaponized. Yeah. We also have to trust a little bit. Um, and yeah. then, you know, trust our and trust our 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 own inner, you know, our gut, I guess, part of that. Yeah. Um, and then I always look at, well, who stands in opposition to them? That's always a good indicator to me. Who's up against these people? That that might be an indication of whether now, of course, you know, you can always uh, it's like the, um, you know, they just, the the, uh, the feds finally indicted, uh, or not indicted, they charged him with a couple of misdemeanors, Ray Epps, who was the only guy ever caught on video encouraging people to, you know, to to go into the Capitol building on January 6th. And um, everyone said, well, obviously he's, he's uh, an FBI asset. He was an instigator and an agitator. Uh, he was an FBI plant. So the FBI is sort of known to arrest their own FBI agents in order to provide cover for them. Right. It's like uh, if you're a undercover cop and you're working for, a, you know, you're inside of you've infiltrated a biker gang and, uh, you know, the, the cops raid the place. They're going to arrest the uh, the undercover cop, too. Otherwise, his, his, his cover is blown. Anyway, it's right. uh, I, I want to get back to um, we're talking revelation and, and uh, the new world order. And um, I want to get your take on um, these central uh, central bank digital currencies. And I know that Joe Biden wanted to issue one. He's very, uh, very anxious to do that. I see today um, the, the the Congress, the U.S. Congress has uh, just passed an, an, a piece of legislation which would ban the issuance of a central bank digital currency. Now, it, it has to pass the Senate, obviously. But um, I don't know, what are your thoughts on the likelihood that the United States will get us a, a central bank digital currency? And how does this fit into the uh, either the antichrist system or the or the new world orders plan? Oh, yeah. Well, if they have a one world monetary centralized, oh, wow, that's that's like the uh, coveted. That's the the holy grail of the dark side, because now you could control everybody's lives all the way down to what they eat and where they live and how they live. I mean, that's, and then you're creating that out of thin air. I mean, talk about alchemy at its, at the darkest form, control everybody's lives with air. And that's like, Oh yeah. The age of Aquarius, we're going into this new age of everything air. And then they upload everything to the cloud and then it's all just digital cloud stuff. But it's, if it's a decentralized system, it could be cool. Like Bitcoin. I think Bitcoin has some benefits. Uh, I think that if you have a centralized system and depending on who's running the centralized system, it could be very, uh, a very scary situation. And that would be the spear of this smart city grid because they're, they are 
there's corporations and organizations and governments and defense contractors that are working diligently on creating these smart cities that you can track everything real time. And this is one thing that I've thought about even since I was just a little kid that this this whole new world order thing and this whole one world government, one bank, one everything essentially is to allow this cabal to join what they call the galactic federation because this federation whether or not it's galactic whether or not it's you know the ancient ones from earth and they never even left they just pretend to be galactic or or whatever these inner i think it's more interdimensional beings personally Agreed. there could be some some other associations there but if if you can't control your people everybody then they're not going to allow it because there could be that one mistake. There could be that one, uh, there could be that one trickster, that one Loki, that one Flash Gordon, that one uh, Leto Atreides, that w- or or Jesus Christ as, as another example that would pull everybody out of that, and they can't have that. And they see each and every one of us, I believe, as a threat for some reason. And I want to say, I'm talking like every human being on the planet, even their own, I think that they wonder if they're a threat. So if they could control everything real time, then they could walk amongst us. If they could get everybody to be assimilated into a one system, then they could join this galactic federation. But here's the thing. People say, well, they tell us they're going to do it before they do it. And then they don't have karma. I would like to say BS to that because first of all, um, I've had a lot of jobs, right? And one of the jobs that was kind of a soulless job that I had was selling timeshare. And um, that was a tough gig, man. <laughs> and I cut it was a really tough gig. And I was young at the time, right? I mean, I came in my late 20s and and I'm and I'm seeing these people that are making money that are, that are just blowing my mind. And I'm like, whoa, how are they doing that? And so I started to kind of study some uh, neurolinguistic programming, and and I learned a lot from that. And I was able to take that and say, "Oh, okay, folks, this is what this is what's happening right now. This is what the media is doing to you. This is what what's being presented to you. This is how they're tricking you." But um, the, why, why did I bring that up? I brought that up for a reason. Uh, we were talking about how the um, they they tell us they, they, the oh yeah, yeah they tell us what yeah. they're going to do before they do it. They tell us so. I mean, I knew people in that industry that would say something to get a sell, and that contract you can is null and void if you can prove that, right? That's a null and void contract. So, yeah, they told you that they're going to do, but they tricked you at the same time. So that's how I feel, and especially as something as valuable as your soul, as your life, as if there are multiple lives and reincarnation, which I absolutely see that. It's like, well, they're taking they're taking on responsibility for people's lives over and over and over again, and they're tricking them. And just because they tell you they're going to do something in a cartoon and they do it in real life, that's not telling you they're really going to do something. And, and how do you compete against something like that, that, that knows what you're going to do before you do it? And there's beings out there that are most likely at that point where they, they see time different than we do. And the militaries, there's certain, be, there's certain peoples that are working with these beings that don't see time the way that we do. And you have a big, uh, you have an upper, you have an advantage, clearly, if you can see infinite timelines and infinite locations, and then somebody else is looking at things linear, even if they're only five or six, great, you can think eight moves ahead, you could be a decent chess player, but you've got computers that are thinking everything. How do you compete against that? Exactly. Yeah, they could be working in 100,000 year timelines. Uh, Another timeout. Rex Bear stays with us. The Leak Project, back with more in a moment. 
It's time to redefine reality. This is Richard Serrett's Strange Planet. Rex Bear is here from the Leak Project, leakproject.com, and uh, also on uh, Twitter, uh, on Patreon, and uh, YouTube, of course, YouTube channel for Leak Project. Um, let me get back to um, the currency, the central bank digital currency, because um, I know something, I think, in fact, we talked about this the last time you were on about four years ago, and that was um, this uh, patent um, 060606. Now this, this is supposedly was, was it Bill Gates and Microsoft who took out this patent application and it has to do with like, oh, it's a cryptocurrency that uses, is it body activated data or something? Yeah, it's a centralized cryptocurrency. The patent's Microsoft. I, I didn't see uncle Bill's name in there, but I'm not saying it's not, but I did see Microsoft. And it's it's designed to pay you once it's deemed you have done the task you were, you know what you're supposed to do. Now this could be, think of all the different scenarios here. If it's if it's in your phone, just your phone now has ways to monitor your body and your temperature, and they've got pretty interesting technologies that are quite non-invasive that I've been researching that will actually, if you're thinking something, it can take what you're thinking and come up with these very rough images or if you see something it can take what you see as well there's also the ones that they'll have eegs implanted and they've got like an 80 or 90 percent accuracy with those but the ones that are non-invasive they're still quite accurate then i read an article just the other day of wireless wi-fi that can actually pick up what's behind the wall so and that's going to be available to the public pretty soon so it's probably been available in the private sectors for ages but the 060606a1 is the patent number and specifically in Revelation, it says the mark of the beast is the number of a man, six, threefold, those who have ears, let them hear. Mm -hmm. And people have tried to say that the 666 represents the uh, carbon atom, which I really doubt that. I mean, people are made up of more water than a carbon atom anyway. Why would you Why would you right. put the amount of protons and neutrons and electrons that are in the carbon atom in the mark of the beast? I'm, I'm trying to, I used to kind of think that a little bit, but the, the more I, I research it, that would be a monetary system. No man can buy or sell without it, whether you're rich or poor. Well, I mean, that's what they want. If they have a completely locked down, smart grid society, that door wouldn't even open unless the machine allowed it to open. You know, everything is going to be controlled by the computer, which you could refer to as the beast. I mean, if they create a supercomputer with certain values and ideals that doesn't have emotions... Matt, people say, well, a human being is a sociopath with no emotions. Yeah. Well, now imagine computers that are acting like humans with no emotions. Is that good? Or is that bad? I, is it, I don't know. Where do you go with that? That's something that I'm still, because people will say, well, that's why we want a computer to make the decisions for us because it doesn't use emotion. But how do you say that when a human life is involved exactly it becomes very malthusian you know the um the uh the needs what is the, what is the malthusian expression about the uh the needs of the many over the uh the needs of the few or something in other words we'll sacrifice you know three thousand people on 9 11 um if you know we can further some goal i mean these are malthusians that are in charge 
when people say, well, our government would never kill 3,000 people. Well, of course, I mean, all of the the genocides, all of the mass, mass, mass killings in the world have been perpetrated by government. Now, what do you think? Now, what are your thoughts about Maui? Um. Well, I'm asking before I give you just a couple of things yeah. that I, I mean, I've heard all this about directed energy weapons and, and I don't know enough about that, except I've been told that, you know, if, if it was from a long distance, it would be so attenuated, it, you, you know, the signal you couldn't do. Yeah. Uh, also, um, something about the, um, they work in infrared. So you should be, we should be seeing or it wouldn't be visible. I, I can't remember. There's something about it, it, it that someone explained to me why why it might not be or it couldn't be directed energy weapon. I don't know enough about it, so I don't want to misspeak. Um, but, I mean, I always look at who benefits and you've got all of these developers and, and BlackRock who've been trying to get their hands on this property uh, in Maui that is basically occupy, occupied and run by indigenous Hawaiians uh, and this is, you know, a wonderful opportunity for, for them to gobble up, uh, gobble up these properties. And the insurance companies are basically saying, well, we're not going to insure this property or this property because of this violation or this violation. And now all of a sudden the developers come in and say, well, well, we'll pay for it at bargain basement prices. Um, so it's either somebody made it happen. They let it happen or they watched it happen and they were glad it happened. And I think it's probably watched it happen and maybe a little bit of let it happen and we're happy. Uh, I don't know about make it happen. Maybe that doesn't matter. They let it happen. They let it happen. They ignored all the warnings about the dried grass and about you know inadequate uh, distributions of water and, and all of this. They let it happen and they're glad it happened. It's such a horrific event, and I don't know what happened. I wasn't there, and I don't want to um, cause any like disinformation or anything. So I'm just going to ask some questions. Like when when you look at the footage, and and you you see some of the ways you know the the burns and the way that it took place, and then you you go back to what took place in California. Uh, just a few years ago, those massive burns, and then you would see trees that were in just fine shape. They weren't burned at all. Next to them, the houses are completely devastated. Mm. Porcelain's melted. And I don't know enough about fires to, to say exactly what caused that. I just find it very weird when you when you do further research into some of the the like smart cities and some of these locations where they want to put high power uh, like energy rails for you know rail systems and stuff and then and then you, you there's these like the mountain dews that come out like mountain dew maui burst really oh, yeah 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 the subliminal that was weird mm -hmm. and and you could say, well, you know, it's the powers that be, you know, they're, they're giving these codes out and these soda pops and maybe may I, but there's so many things that happen that seem to have a higher influence than somebody saying, okay, well, I work for black ops and we're going to put that in a, in a mountain dew 
carton so that people, when they see it happen, they'll be like, see, we warned you. We have no karma. <laughs> I'm not buying that. I think there's, it's like oftentimes- Spiritual warfare. It's spiritual warfare. That's what, that's the way I- Yeah. Yeah, that, that's a great way to put it. It's spiritual warfare. And it, it, it also seems like sometimes things will come out in art or in, in pop culture. Yeah, pretty maybe, programming. Yeah. Yeah, but maybe it wasn't like, maybe it wasn't some defense contractor that decided, well, let's go ahead and put that in there, Bob. What do you think? Yeah, well, let's call Matt Groening and get that put into the Simpsons episode. Yeah, but there could, I mean, I do think that it could be possible as well. I just don't know. But it, it seems like there's too many questions there. But there's a few other Mountain Dews that came out, which I think makes me think something's going to happen. There's there's the Mountain Dew. Uh, here here's some new flavors for you. Mountain Dew Code Red. Mountain Dew Pitch Black. Interesting. Mountain <laughs> Dew Baja Blast. Whoa. And, and Mountain Dew Voodoo. Wow. So I, when I read the voodoo, the first thing that I thought of was New Orleans. Yeah. New Orleans. Yeah. Or Haiti wow. or both. Baja so, Blast, Baja California, earthquake, nuclear, yeah. false flag, dirty bomb. Who knows? Right. Right. So, you know, that, those are just things that I thought to myself, yeah, let's, let's bring that to people's attention and maybe the universe is maybe it's the universe warning us even saying, hey, you know, alert, red alert. You know, we began the 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 our discussion. You were talking about synchronicity, and maybe that's the universe affirming, you know, you're on the right track. So it could be all part of that. The uh, the universe is is warning us. Um, once again, how do we uh, watch the leak project? Yeah, so check us out on YouTube. Upload podcasts about every day. Sometimes a couple podcasts a day. We've got the the real exclusive stuff on Patreon for things that we can't talk about on you know certain platforms as well as leakproject.com. Uh, we're on Rumble, so we do Rumble as well. And Twitter, I post stuff on Twitter once in a while, but the best place to find us is on Patreon, YouTube, and Leak Project. And and thank you so much for for asking. Um oh my pleasure, Rex. You are you're so prolific and um your your ability to connect dots is is almost unparalleled. I mean it's 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 remarkable. I I um I'm sorry I left I left I left it for so long. I won't do that again. We'll uh, we'll get you back on uh very soon. Thank you so much. It'd be an honor. Thank you and checks in the mail. <laughs> A new Richard Serrett's Strange Planet drops every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. 